good morning and welcome back to our Jaguar podcast. Today we have uh, the luxury of being with our boys basketball coaches and so we have head coach Bryce Laxdahl and assistant coach Sam Johnson. Thank you guys for joining me today. Uh, coach Laxdahl, why don't you start off and talk? How's the season going so far? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. Um, well, we got kind of off to a rocky start. We were 0-2 to start the year, um, but the boys have responded and we're 3-2 and now. Um, the first couple games we didn't have uh, Jace Crockett, who was our leading scorer a year ago. Um, he came back against Oaks down in Jamestown, um, and he's provided a pretty nice outside um, shot to go along with uh, Connor Jensen on the inside, who's really having a nice year. Um, so I guess that's kind of where we are. We're three and two now. We've won three in a row. Um, we have a good big region game uh, Friday night against Maple Valley, and then. Um, finish out the week on a road trip again um, to Minto on Saturday afternoon. Okay, very good, thank you. Uh, so Sam, talk a little bit about uh, the JV squad and, and how that year has gone for them so far. Yeah, it's obviously a little challenging just trying to figure out quarters uh, with some varsity guys and C-squad guys, but I think the guys have kind of just taken uh, what they're given and, and go with it, which has been really good. Um, we've been pressuring quite a bit and, and they've forced some turnovers, so we're getting a lot of a lot of possessions that uh, most teams don't get if they're not pressuring. Um, but other than that, I think they've they've kind of meshed really well together um, with a few guys playing two quarters, three quarters, and then a few guys playing the whole game. So it's kind of fun to see them um, respond to those things and where they're needed and, and what they can do. Okay, good, uh, Coach Laxdahl, what would you say you're, you you want to hang your hat on? You know, what what do you want to be the identity of your team? Um, defense. I think we've. You know, i got to give the kids credit. We worked hard all summer long um, in the weight room trying to get more physical so we can play a little bit more physical man-to-man defense. Um, and we played really well down in Milner on um, it was Tuesday night. Um, when we took the subs out, we had only given up 33 points. Um, so that, that's awesome in, in a varsity boys basketball game. Um, so physical man-to-man defense. We want to pressure some, but... You know, the shots aren't always going to go in, and defense is going to travel no matter where you are. So if we can hang our hat on defense, um, we're going to be in a lot of games. Good. Sam, talk about, like, the offensive side of the ball from varsity, JV, all that. Like, what are you, what are you looking to do when you guys come down and, and you've got possession of the ball? Yeah, so if, uh, we want to push the ball right away. If we can get an easy transition bucket, we're obviously going to take that, uh, whether it's a layup or, or a kickout three. Um, but in the half court, um, we have Connor inside, and he's – dominant so most teams are going to have to double or play a zone uh, which kind of opens everything up if they're doubling we have Brady cutting to the hoop um, we got hopefully a couple shooters on the outside depending on foul trouble and who's in the game um, and then we have a couple guys Brady and, and Colby Vanderwall who have really hit the offensive glass hard this year um, and given us extra buckets um, so like to spread it out we're, we're big on getting post touches inside to Connor um, and kind of playing out of that. If you can score it, let's score it. If we need a cut or knock down an outside shot, we'll take those two. And, and he is a, a distinguished passer. He, he's really, I mean, from my years of watching basketball, he's one of the best big men passers I've ever seen. We actually got after in the last couple <laughs> games to be a little bit more selfish. He was not shooting a layup rather than, I mean, he, he, he would rather see somebody else score than score himself. So we told him, if it's a layup, you have to shoot yeah. it. You don't need to pass it two feet away to somebody else. It just gives the defense a chance to recover. But, yeah, he loves to pass. He's a great passer. Um, he's a really good teammate. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he, against Hankinson, I saw that a couple times. You know, he, he might have had a two-footer and he passes to the kid for a three-footer. Yep. Like, it makes you cringe a little, but you appreciate the fact that he's not selfish. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. What, uh, um, what do your kids do well right now? I think what you talked about, I, I was doing stats against Hankinson. We had 25 assists on 30 made baskets. So that's, you know, almost every made basket we had was an assist. Um, I think we passed the ball really well. I think we're um, just as excited when somebody else scores um, than when we score. Um, and that, that 25 assists, I was only two off the school record of 27. So, and that was set back in two, or no, 1990 or something like that, or no, 2000. So it's 20 years old. Um, so I, I think we're really good at sharing the ball. And I think we've really improved our outside shooting. Uh, last year, we, we only made, I think, 61 threes on the whole year. We're already at you know, like 22 this year. So we've really improved our outside shooting and our, our, our passing. Our kids really know where to look for each other um, and where to expect each other, and they're really starting to trust each other that if they're going to pass it, the teammate's going to take advantage of it and score. All right. One thing I like to add to that, too, is just they understand the game a lot more, and so we're able to, to do things on scouts. Um, they're understanding yeah. um, why we're telling them this stuff. You know, they're right-handed, so they're going to force them left. They're just understanding those little details um, now that they've they've had the same coach for a couple of years, and and so that's been a big improvement for us. We're we're able to do a few more things with the kids and with scouts. And yeah, that's a good point. We have done a lot better job following scouts and understanding why we want to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's a huge part because you know there there's certain things that when kids understand you know tendencies of other teams and can start to take that away. And, and they can think that part. That's a really powerful thing on the basketball court. Absolutely. In those good teams, you, good teams are going to score no matter what. You try to make them score in a way that's difficult for them, and it, that's going to give you an advantage, and we're, we're starting to figure that out. Um, talk a little bit. I, I think people, you know, you, they come to the games, they see the games, and they think, okay, that's the most important part. But I think any coach will tell you it's what happens in practices that sets the stage for that one. What's a practice look, look like for you guys? A lot of fundamentals, we start every practice with dribbling and passing every day. Um, dribbling, passing, making sure that we're talking. Um, a lot of shell defense, and we'll do some, you know, we try to do some fun stuff too. We'll do 11-man drill. The, the boys really like that. Um, and then uh, we, we try to go up and down a little bit at the end when we're going over scouts and stuff like that. Um, but a lot of fundamentals started out. Defense, um, we'll play a little bit and shoot some free throws then too, but it's, it's a lot of the same stuff every day that they know that they have to do, and they have to do it right or we're going to do it longer. So they usually come out and they, they, they go hard and they get it done right and we can move on to the next thing. Yeah, I mean, it's that thing like the standard is the standard or right is right. You yeah. Know? So you don't kind of dribble the ball the right way. You dribble the ball the right way. You pass the ball the right yep. way. You talk the right way. Yeah. Uh, Sam, what if you could say there's something that we still and, and I mean I know there's always a lot, but what's one thing you'd identify like we got to get better at this, and, and this can be any level. Um, I think uh, people would say we're a little undersized, uh, especially in the guard aspect. Um, I think we can get better at rebounding from our guards. Um, not every team can say that too, but it, when we've done well the last couple of games, I thought. Um, but overall, if our guards can can really box out and, and consistently get some you know, four or five rebound games, um, that's really going to be beneficial for us. Um, and then we just got to keep knocking down outside shots. Um, again, shots aren't always going to fall, uh, but working on that shot and getting, getting reps will, will obviously help that over a long period of time. 
So rebounding and knocking down outside shots are going to, if, if we can make those strengths, we're going to be really tough to beat. Good. Good. Uh, I think one of the things that I, I, when I do this with coaches, I like to ask, and, and, and Coach Laxdown, Coach Johnson, you both came in at a time when uh, we had a coach for just a, a part of a year, basically, another coach who was going to be in place and then had gotten sick. So it was a little bit a year of, of chaos or confusion. Uh, how did you rebuild? Because, I mean, really, it was kind of a, a tear down and rebuild when you came, Bryce and, and Sam, too, because you came at the same time. So talk a little bit about how do you build a program or what are the tenets of a great program? Number one, and I, I think the boys feel the same way, is I had to build relationships with them. Because um, I'm, I mean, if you watch me coach, I'm pretty tough on them. And, and they know that I, I love them, that I care about them. Um, but that takes a lot of time to be able to, to get after somebody and realize that, you know, you're not yelling at them, you're, crit you're critiquing them and you, you care about them and you want them to improve. Um, so at number one, we just built a relationship um, with all the, with everybody. Um, from the last person on the C-Squad bench to, you know, the, the seniors and our best players. Um, I think that was important first. And then um, last summer, we, we hit the weight room really hard. Um, and, and we started there, team strength, a lot of open gyms, a lot of shooting, improve everybody's game. But number one, I think, was um, relationships to me. I don't know what you think, Sam. Um, I think it, it just takes a lot of explaining uh, the first few times when we have that relationship, explaining what we mean uh, those first few months um, as new coaches coming in last year uh, so, they, so we can get through it quicker later on. Um, mm -hmm. Getting on the same page with vocab about the game mm -hmm. um, and, and kind of what we mean was huge. Um, Coach Laxdell did a really good job of that, explaining what, what does under a screen mean, what does hedging a screen mean, um, you know, box out is box out and that kind of stuff. So getting on the same page uh, with our terms um, about the game and what we want them to do was really big, but we had to take a step back right away being coaches and, and really explain and show and model what that looked like. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Uh, I coached for many years, and I don't know if I was very good at it ever, but but I appreciate the fact that you, I mean, the relationships is that part and the vocab. I don't think people quite understand that terminology part because uh, you can watch as much as you want on TV and every announcer uses a different vernacular. Yeah. So that's a really important part. Uh, how do you hold your boys accountable? Um, I think there's, I mean, we've had some running punishments. We've, you know, we just tell them what we expect. And for the most part, actually, you know, morning practices, I told them if they're late, we're going to run the rest of the practice. And we haven't had anybody late in two years. And I've every other place that I've coached at, there's always been one somebody late every year, and they've had to run. Um, I think they've actually done a, a pretty good job of holding themselves accountable with um, the, the expectations we've set out for them. They've done a good job of, of we, we vote captains every year, and those captains seem like they've done a good job of holding themselves accountable and the rest of the team accountable. We haven't had to do a whole bunch of, um, I guess, punishment stuff at yeah, all. Yeah, definitely. And, and we, when we take care of the minor details. I think we, not take care of them, we value the minor details a lot. And so we're not untying our shoes when the game's over. We're not taking our jerseys off. And we'll come in the locker room and be like, no, guys, keep your stuff on. Keep your stuff on. So they're, they know it. We hear the accountability from them, uh, which really is good for us. And we're not always harping on them about mm -hmm. everything. And, just like Coach Laxdell said, that's that's been really nice with our captains and our upperclassmen. Yeah, I think uh, you make. I, I think you guys make a great point. Like the the little things, uh, and we all know it go a long way. But it's it's like, do you have the perseverance and grit as a coach to keep 
harping on the little things so they don't become big things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So talk a little bit, this region, who's going to be fighting out for a chance to, and I always say, I don't ever say to go to the state tournament. I think it's to get to the semifinals to give yourself a chance to go to the state tournament. I bought, that's been always my belief. So yeah. who's going to fight for those spots? And I'm assuming we're going to be one of them. So I'll take that jump and say that. Who are the other three that you think are four that could be in there? I think uh, Richland is probably number one right now. They brought four out of their five starters back um, and their top two bench players um, from a region championship last year. Um, after that, I think uh, Enderlin is, is really tough. They, they're just so big, 6'9", 6'10", 6'6", and they're young too. They're only sophomores. Um, and then Kindred, Central Cass, and then, like you said, we're right in there with those guys. I think those are the... Of the top teams right now um, and then there's teams like Maple Valley on Friday night in, in Lisbon that can really if you, they just are so good at never beating themselves that if, if you come out and you're sloppy with the ball and you're taking bad shots um, they're gonna beat you And this region is so deep um, compared to other regions you know every region has three or four really good teams mm -hmm. This region, I think, has eight or nine teams that can beat anybody on any given night, and that's what you talk about. You just want to give yourselves a chance um, to get there semifinal night because anybody can beat anybody in basketball. You see it all the time, college, NBA. Um, teams don't go undefeated, and that's um, there's a reason behind that. There's there's so many good basketball players, and especially around the Fargo area. All these schools have so many kids that are good that put the time in. Um, yeah, so anybody can beat anybody any night, and I think... Those are the top teams that um, that will be there at the end, I think. I think the teams that are just they're really fundamental, and they're all over, um, you know, like the, the Lisbons, they're just so fundamental. Um, the Enderlands are so big, and we talked about our, our smaller guards. Like, it, it, it's literally just how the kids play on any given matchup. Um, but the teams that are fundamental are, are going to win more games than the teams that are sloppy, and, the, and that's just part of the game. So... We have a lot of teams that are fundamental in our region, and, and hopefully we just out-fundamental them. Yeah, I mean, but, but you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's one of the things I noticed when I came over to this area, this state region. One is a battle to, to even get into the tournament yeah. and then to find a way out of it. Uh, and there aren't a lot of gimmies, and there are some in other regions yep. to an extent. There's some games that, like, you know when you walk on the court, you've got that team beat. You just don't see that a lot right now in our region. So I, I like that you talk through and. That's a, that's an important part. Yeah, and and we our schedule is really tough too. Like our we play Thompson, re, defending state champion Hillsborough Central Valley, one of the favorites to uh, to win the championship this year, and they'd won it the two previous years. Oaks is a favorite over in Region Three, so I mean we're going to be battle tested even out of our um, our outer region games. None of them have been gimmies either. So. Um, I'm hoping by the end of the, the season and those you play in, down in Wapaton on in March that we're ready to go, and I think we will be. Good. Well, I don't want to keep you guys any longer, and I just want to say thank you. Uh, for anybody that's out there listening, if you haven't had a chance, get out, watch our boys' basketball program. They have made great strides in just a short time. They're fun to watch, and we thank Coach Laxdahl and Coach Johnson for all you're doing for our kids, especially for the relationship side uh, and building really great young men. So thank you guys. Thank you guys.